look at flattery in a separate chapter. Deceitfulness. When I opened my mailbox and saw the letter from the Internal Revenue Service, my heart did not skip a beat as it had in the past. I used to dread those audits of my tax returns. Having been a faithful tither since the age of 18, I had learned over the years to keep a good record of my charitable giving because it usually generated an audit. However, I tended to be rather creative in interpreting the tax law in other aspects of the return. As I stood there fingering the envelope, I knew that, whatever the nature of the inquiry, all would be well, for I had support for all of the deductions taken. I couldn't help remembering a particular audit several years back in which I feigned ignorance of the tax law to justify my claim of a non-deductible educational expense. While sitting before the auditor and trying to appear innocent, I kept thinking, God's going to strike me dead for lying. All of my life, my Sunday school teachers had taught me that God had no tolerance for liars. Nevertheless, I had succumbed to the temptation of a larger tax refund. So there I sat, engaging in the most blatant form of lying, plain old deceitfulness. I decided then that life was too short to bear the anxiety and the remorse of being deceitful for a few extra dollars. Peter warns us, Whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. 1 Peter 3, verse 10. Why do some people practice deception? Many do it for financial gain, for social advantage, to hide immoral acts, or to obtain other benefits. Jacob, whose name meant trickster, conspired with his mother and deceived his father into giving him the birthright blessing that belonged to his brother Esau. Genesis 27. When Esau discovered the deception, he threatened to kill him. Jacob was forced to leave town and to live with his uncle Laban. Notwithstanding, he had to reap the seeds of deceit that he had sown. Laban tricked Jacob into marrying his daughter Leah, whom Jacob did not love. Laban further deceived Jacob by changing the terms of his employment agreement numerous times. Jacob was forced to work 14 years to marry Rachel, whom he did love. Eventually, because he abandoned his deceitful ways and became a tither, God blessed Jacob beyond his wildest imagination. He returned home after many years with a beautiful family, much abundance, and a new name, Israel. Engaging in deceitfulness is a slap in God's face and has dire consequences. When we make a choice not to trust Him to handle a situation, we, in essence, decide He is a liar and will renege on His promise to meet every need. We then proceed to make our own way by any means necessary, even being deceptive. In doing so, we forfeit the good life God had planned for us. Half-truths. Joan Smith took the day off on Monday. She returned to work on Tuesday and explained to her boss that she had been absent because her elderly mother had been hospitalized. The truth of the matter is that Joan had only spent two hours at the hospital and six hours shopping. Joan's objective was to have her boss believe that she had spent the entire day at her mother's bedside. She told a half-truth. I was once the queen of half-truths and had convinced myself I was still walking in integrity. One of my favorite half-truths was blaming lost keys for my being late to an appointment. I seemed to always misplace my keys. However, I could usually locate them within a few minutes in one of several places I knew to look. The real reason for my tardiness was usually poor time management. When I would offer my excuse, I rationalized that the portion of my statement that I verbalized was true. I had indeed searched for the keys but I ignored the fact that the undisclosed information, like the extra minutes I spent in the bed or my decision to complete an insignificant task, would have caused the hearer to draw a different conclusion about me. 
my husband finally impressed upon me the painful reality that any intent to deceive is a lie, period. I find it interesting that the word integrity derives from integer, which is a mathematical term. An integer is a whole number as opposed to a fraction. When we walk in integrity, we tell the whole truth and not just a fraction or part of it. Someone was well aware of the many ways there are to lie when he suggested that Cordos charge a person to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Exaggerating. Do you often embellish a story in order to get more attention from your listener? Exaggerating may seem harmless, but it is another form of lying. The danger in exaggerating is that those who are familiar with a person's propensity to stretch the truth will discount everything he says. This is also the paradox of exaggerating. A person stretches the truth to make something sound more believable, but then he loses his credibility because he exaggerates. I know several truth stretchers.